Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am extremely, extremely excited for this episode uh, today because we got fan favorite Ian Dixon not only here on a Tuesday, but here at the new studio and here with these brand new shiny mics. So if you email in if they sound amazing and buttery and here with whiskey that david bought yeah. cheers ian cheers oh <laughs> thank you david <laughs> so uh, how you been doing this week you've been having a good week so far. it's only two days in yeah so you can't really been, tell uh, it's been good yeah not too busy not not too much the weather's cleared up nice it's still sunny Hamtramck. actually yesterday was kind of what i need weather wise i like it kind of that chill it felt like fall yeah. Like, you need that now, or, like, that's your general demeanor? I'm, I'm ready for that. Okay. I mean, today was nice. It was there, still a little crisp. But yeah. It's, it warmed up a bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's been a good week. Um, nothing terrible's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always a good marker of a good week. <laughs> like, the older you get, I find the more you define a good day versus a bad day as nothing bad happened. Right. If a day goes by smooth... And you never really get upset. You never really uh, cussed out of turn. You never uh, raised your fist in anger at the gods. That's a good day. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a great day. And if you've done one of those things or two of those things, it's still a good day. I imagine by the time I'm seventy, like I'll spend the whole day cussing, and then at the end of it, I'll think to myself, "Wow, what a good day!" That <laughs> what a great day i only i only use the f-bomb 23 percent of the time hey it's just a lot of damage you know a lot of damage is manageable so we got scott cast headquarters and it's nice and shiny it feels good like even like feels good to just wave your hands around give it a shot yeah it's like not to slam old scott cast headquarters but it, it's okay <laughs> It feels a lot cleaner in here. It feels like just walking through, you'd get dirty, like just the air or something yeah. about it. Yeah, like, like you know, in old-timey uh, automotive plants and stuff, manufacturing yeah. facilities where, like, you leave a piece of paper there all day and then uh, you, you go back to it and there's an inch of dust and, <laughs> and iron. Precisely. <laughs> that's that's kind of like the environment of the old Scott Cast headquarters. We manufactured raw greatness and, and we've been refining our processes lately and that's why we have the new headquarters because we have all these great processes the Mm -hmm. old headquarters was good for the old processes because that contributed a lot of dust in the atmosphere a lot of iron ore getting just like thrown around a lot of bugs (laughs) edible and not yeah uh and I i just decided look we've been doing this scott cast for some odd 38 39 episodes so far and we needed an upgrade we needed we need to treat ourselves we need to like let's get nice microphones Mm -hmm. let's let's get a new headquarters right let's let's make david buy good whiskey (laughs) (laughs) which i have thoughts on and And let's let, let let's treat ourselves and, and and really use this boost in accommodations uh, as a as a solid base on our Maslow hierarchy of podcasting. Solid foundation. Security down. 
all this stuff down. We've got a lot more listeners coming in. We've got listeners from Texas now, somehow. I don't know who this Texas person is, but they've been downloading pods with uh, alarming regularity. Okay. Uh, we have uh, we have a good big spike in Seattle. Hello, Seattle. Sleepless listening to Scott Cast in Seattle. Scott Cast in Seattle. We got to do that. And uh, we got our old mainstays. We got our Georgian fans from the Tim and Drew show. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Richmond, Virginia, uh, showing strong for Master Charles, which I'm glad to see because I was wondering if Master Charles is okay. He hasn't been in the email bag a lot lately. Mm-hmm. But uh, today, while I was penning the notes for the show today, we I got an email straight from Master Charles. So I was like, oh, well, that took out 25% of the content for the episode. Because I was going to do You're a murder send out mystery. a search party and shit. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to I was going to rally or rally the Scott Castigators to mm-hmm. get the get their rakes out and start scraping lakes, you know, and see if we can't dig up Master Charles, get his dental records. But um, yeah, he emailed in, uh, and he emailed in, bringing up unwittingly, bringing up a topic that I'm very excited to address. Uh, he said uh, it's pronounced commute or commute. Oh, he, he wrote it, so I don't know how, okay. what he said in his head when he wrote it. Us Midwesterners say commute. Commute. Okay, so he said that, mm-hmm. assuming he's Midwesterner and he didn't adopt some Richmond accent while he's lived there. Uh, whatever that would be. Southern, I guess. Southern city, though. So, like, what's a city slicker in the South sound like? Uh, write in, Master Charles. Uh, write in phonetically next time. Um, but anyway, he, he asked, it's pronounced commute. And it just so happens that hours before that email, the Scottcast store is open for business. Woo! That's right, www.scottcast.us forward slash shop. We'll get you to all this official, beautiful merchandise that we're always adding stuff to. We're not doing the thing where we make a make a T-shirt per episode mm-hmm. because the backlog has generated way too much work. We said that like twenty episodes in. There, yeah, <laughs> we do have one shirt at least from from back episodes that's very exciting though oh yeah it's not available yet not yet because because we it needs to be the best design it's going to be like when i make this shirt and the shirt gets out there ian dixon did the design for it i'm going to ink it up for digitally but once it's once it hits the once it hits the airwaves Mm -hmm. or internet waves or whatever waves internet is made out of Info waves. Fiber optic. Fiber optic light waves. Light waves. Once 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 it once the once it hits the light waves, uh, I'm gonna replace the front homepage of Scottcast.us with uh, an advertisement showing it off. And it's the Hamtramck Avengers logo. It's gonna be so exciting. You're gonna feel not only like you're part of Sunny Hamtramck, but you're gonna feel like you're part of the legion of people that keeps this city great. The Hamtramck Avengers. It'll give you the power to tackle someone against a dumpster. <laughs> That's right. You'll be tackling everybody against dumpsters. And they're going to be like, thank you, Hamtramck Avenger. <laughs> and you're going to be like, no problem. Give them a salute and leave. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. So we got the Scott Cast store open. Right now, uh, you can't find the Hamtramck Avenger shirt, but mm-hmm. there is plenty of shit there. Yeah, uh, I I spent the afternoon uh, 
cobbling together some basic shirts because I know there's some people who might want not necessarily a crazy flashy design, but like, hey, I just want to rep Scott Cast. So I was like, it's easy enough. So I so I put up some merch on there. Uh, we got a we got a cool hat with the orange and black and Scott Cast logo embroidered, nice and thick. So it's so so it's easy. So it's quality. I guess embroidery is quality, right? Why is yeah. embroidery quality? Why does it last better? Than like whatever the other thing would yeah. be, stitching. I guess. What's the difference between stitching and embroidery? I have no idea. Me neither. Neither of us know much about apparel. But here we are selling it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a hat. We got um, what's the what? We got a T-shirt with just Scott Cast on it. I decided to go for orange. Mm-hmm. I have a test T-shirt that I wear around town some days. It's it's a gray kind of athletic blend. Yeah. But uh, I decided. Ours, if we're going to give it to a Scott Castigator, it needs to pop a little bit more. So it's orange. Orange with a white logo. And uh, we also have... When I, oh, this is the reason why I brought it up in the first place. Uh, David the Dog Vanderheden uh, decided I needed a visual aid while we pod in mm-hmm. regards to how to pronounce the word commute. And so he, wrote, he made a t-shirt uh, that has the two different pronunciations uh written phonetically uh the first one being uh the the right one and then it says the definition the second one being the one that i say is the right one being just a verbal assault against me (laughs) so we got that going for us we got all these products like each one of these things nets us nets us cash money and you get a sweet fucking thing in return yeah you know i gotta I gotta order samples to make sure it's all sweet. But you know, if you wanna, if you wanna be a guinea pig, <laughs> be be a first orderer. That'll make you a that'll make you a Scott Castigator Supreme, and we'll record a bonus pod. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that would be good. Like I'll I would. send out like a membership card of Scott Castigator official member. Oh yeah, I'll get a little laminated machine or go to Kinkos or whatever. And we'll give you a membership card. We'll give you a number and everything, you know. Uh, and Master Charles, just because you email in all the time doesn't mean you're automatically number one. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it goes to the first first come first serve basis, and that's that that's what happens when you get uh, <clears throat> an order on the Scottcast store. Yeah. You become an, a you become a card carrying member of the Scott Castigators because I can't really tell if someone's a, real, a true Scott Castigator unless they put hard earned fiscal uh, power behind it. That's right. You know, like I'm I'm paying to have this podcast go up. Yeah. Why Why not uh, pay to get sweet swag and a card? And it's and, the least you can do. Yeah, and like and like imagine how grateful Ian, I, David would be upon meeting somebody wearing scott cast merch yeah like we would do anything for this person right absolutely like retire to the bedroom (laughs) do your math (laughs) accounting uh your job just be like oh oh that's scott cast is filling in for so-and-so today uh let me take care of that i mean we're very skilled people amongst between me you and david yeah we can cover whatever yeah like it's it's a wonder why we haven't formed a company beyond beyond having conversations yet you know you, you've got this you've, you've got the super ego cerebral psychological uh introspection and ability to analyze like i've like every single time we've played a board game together you've just annihilated me 
using pure logic and reasoning. And David... I've deduced that you lie in every game. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> All right, maybe it is. But it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I, need to, I need to readjust my strategy, knowing that you know that I lie yeah. in every game. Keep me on my toes, yeah. Yeah, I need to make it so that I lie differently in every game like am i lying about lying am i lying about what the lie i'm lying about is it a different lie you know because like some games like sheriff of nottingham Mm. uh which is a great game where you were a merchant trying to carry goods into nottingham and the sheriff is uh there to inspect your goods and make sure you're not bringing in contraband and the idea is you lie to this guy constantly to bring in whatever you want Mm. Because the rules are too strict for normal economic development to occur, and uh, and the sheriff has to determine if you're actually lying or not. And Ian has found out that I always lie. Can't trick me. I'm always inspecting your goods. That's right. Yeah, it's like it's just the standard response. <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> like I always thought that once I got a podcast, people would be inspecting my goods in a better way. Like, you know, like, oh, look at this hot commodity walking down the street. I hear he has his own podcast. You know, I, I wonder what it's like to be in his abode. But no, nothing like that. It's just, uh, Scott, you're probably lying, aren't you? You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> you need to quit that. So uh, that's how that happens. But so you have this logical, strategic reasoning. You, you're able to identify patterns. That's that, that's one of your strengths. Yeah. You can identify patterns. You can determine uh, interventions in regards to the pattern to either interrupt, bolster, or uh, you know observe. And uh, that's very valuable in a com- company that's trying to get rich, like Scottcast, where we where we need somebody who's capable of this kind of analysis. And then we have David the Dog Vander Hayden. The id, mm-hmm. the unstoppable uh, force of sexual prowess, even though he's never really sexual. <laughs> but that's just what he gets. <laughs> well, he's got that sneaky D. He does have a sneaky D. That's right. He is the sneaky D. So I suppose that does make more sense now. And yeah, he's just, he's just the guy that you can rely on. Oh, something needs to get done. Something needs to get made. Something needs to happen. Boom. David. Get, tell David, and not only will he have what you want, he'll do way too much. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, have, it'll be like hordes of stuff, just just piles of stuff just coming at you. And then you've got the instigator, the Scott, the, the Scott of Scott cast. I create the platform for the genius to thing, and I lie. <laughs> I'm willing to take the brunt of the negatives for Scott Cast in order to build what it takes to get this this this, this fine ship afloat and sailing to greater horizons. Because we're not just sailing ourselves to glory, Ian. Yeah, we are sailing the world to glory. This podcast is changing what entertainment can be like. Like uh, what the media can be like. What mm-hmm. portraying the truth can be like what portraying a lie can be like we're, we're changing the way people accept entertainment into their brain okay not yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's going somewhere but i don't know the Yo, you don't know the outline for today I, I probably should have elucidated it better well like what i'm saying is the media these days it's often like 
like like I don't want to get too much into politics or anything like that, but the mm. media kind of sucks these days. Yeah, I texted you about that like last week. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. You, about you, how all the stories I read are like reactions to some buddy's reaction mm-hmm. it's not like any actual news it's, yeah it's just people talking shit over and over yeah they think they're scott cast absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it's it's untrustworthy we're really the only trustworthy media outlet i'm drinking whiskey so i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> my, mouth, my, my throat kind of caught ahead of me but uh says the drunk liar <laughs> <laughs> says the drunk liar yeah that was that was totally whiskey anyway <laughs> um we're the only podcast, the entertainment or media or even source of news that you can really trust where we're coming from because we're we are we're coming from zero research into any of the topics we're talking about. <laughs> Everyone knows it. We're coming from a place where we 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 analyze the concepts and and we discuss the concepts and we go all around the concept and then in the end we're just like eh. Probably what everyone else thinks. <laughs> <laughs> and we do this with alarming regularity and covering a wide swath of topics. We tend not to commit to one side. That's right. And But not only do we not commit to one side, we don't commit to one side of anything amongst an enormous range of things. And with that in mind, you read my mind. Uh, I need to make a comment about the latest podcast I did with David uh, about Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came to the conclusion, and during that podcast, quite readily, that Elon Musk is in fact the fourth member of Scottcast. Okay, because he comes up so often, he provides mm-hmm. us so much material. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's pretty much casting from afar, and we're just uh, coming off his beats. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in a non-sexual way, <laughs> even though David always brings it up. Uh, but. Uh, you know, it's just like the more you hear about, like, like, like if you get on the, if you get on the dis Elon train, right? Yeah. Uh, people come at you with how great he is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it, and I switched sides. I went to how great he is after the Joe Rogan podcast interview mm-hmm. because I thought he did well, and and I started talking about it, and now, then I got all these stories. Similar to the stories you were talking about originally, yeah, about how his hiring practices are just not fair like uh like uh, this one story i got i don't i i mean i can't verify sources or anything like that but uh this guy in a wheelchair uh got hired by tesla they uh had a move out to california from michigan mm-hmm. uh he as soon as he got there terminated just right away just like without any cause or anything like that just like oh we don't actually need you i know you i know you moved all the way out here and moved your life and and uh but he went no yeah so it's like oh my who's making these decisions you know is it elon himself he's like just going around the factory looking at people he doesn't like and being like you're out of here you're out of here or is does he have a rogue hiring manager it's hard to say yeah but the point is i just don't approve of that i can't approve of that but what I what I do think regarding the whole situation is right now all everyone's freaking the hell out over the fact he went on the Joe Rogan podcast and there's uh, about three or four seconds of him taking a quick puff of a joint and then literally for 10 minutes saying how much he doesn't like weed because it doesn't affect his productivity correctly. Mm-hmm. He's big into coffee. He's big into stimulants and stuff like that. But the media and the news and all these people uh, who are 
who are shorting Tesla stock and they just want to see Tesla go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're relentlessly sharing screenshots of the image of him with the with the joint in his hand and yeah. smoke billowing about him with a screwed up face saying, oh, he's unhinged. He's crazy. That does not make him crazy. Walking around the factory floor, firing people at a, on a whim, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I saw an article somewhere that um, a former Tesla employee was fired allegedly for a failed drug test. Oh, a little, so that's a little uh, depends on the failed drug, right? I it's I think it sounded like it was marijuana. It sounded like marijuana, so that would be pretty hypocritical and terrible. That would be, but like, yeah, especially if you, if that's a policy that you have that you uh, that you uh, should can people again. It was like uh, that was the the reason they gave her, but it it was after she had raised concerns about safety. Uh, in the factories, so it could have been just a you know a shitty labor thing too. Yeah, well, that's definitely what I read about. That it. seems to be a pattern. Yeah, like because like his his his, his uh, ambition to get these Teslas out and to get them uh, hitting these numbers so that he. Can, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand why he wants to hit these numbers. He wants to hit these numbers because he's trying. It's a good reason. Uh, he's trying to prove that electric cars. Are, are are a viable, attractive uh, uh, option yeah. for people. And he's doing wonderfully. He's doing wonderfully with that. He's, the Tesla vehicle is a pretty bitchin' vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, if you just look at it. Um, but, yeah, the, like, like to put the worker safety on the line, stuff like that, these are the small, reckless things that I just can't get behind. Right. You know, I can't get, like, if you're going to pilot this ship, you got to make sure the ship's tight. And then you can go on Joe Rogan's podcast and, and smoke a joint and talk science for three hours. Yeah. And, and like, put yourself off as a rogue And I person. think those are, I mean, those are fair uh, concerns. It, we've talked a lot about, like, nobody's entirely good or bad. And like even Obama, like I, I loved Obama. I thought he was a good president, mm-hmm. but he also like murdered brown people with drones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of drone warfare. And I don't, I don't approve of that. I, I think he made some bad decisions. Well, I mean, a hundred percent. Every president, yeah. like Nobody, you're, you're never going to agree with everything, right? And, and especially in the nation, national level, like the government, uh, just just human history wise is not your friend. It's yeah. not anybody's friend. The government is is an entity of power that's trying to retain its power. And you know, as far as history is concerned, mm-hmm. nowadays uh, it's it's pretty nice to be within the walls. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic to be an, an American, and that's sort of. <laughs> That's where the the evil comes from, quote unquote. Because like those decisions, the the labor issues, the the foreign aggression, mm-hmm. that's like systems stuff. That's not that's not that these individuals made choices to hurt other people. Right. It's not like they're like sitting in the White House with their Xbox controller, yeah. being like, "I'm going to take this drone for a spin." <laughs> right. Obama was just kicking up with his feet on the desk, being like, "Yeah, fuck this guy." Hey, look, a school. <laughs> like, no, uh, that's clearly not the case. They're making decisions that they believe are for the better interest yeah. of the nation. So I've I've been very critical of of Musk on the cast, but 
I don't, it's not a personal thing against him necessarily. Right. It's, it's, you got to make a stand. You yeah. can't, you, you can't just be like, uh, labor standards. Eh, fuck it. Yeah. You know, you got, you got to have a, you got to have a certain viewpoint and you got to stick to it. Even, even if you appreciate the mission, even if you appreciate even the person, like I bet if we, I bet if the fourth member right now mm. uh, was sitting here with us, having a chat, having, having a whiskey, mm. uh, talking about stuff. Well, maybe not while we're talking about his, <laughs> but like, he call general, us pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These fucking pedophiles keep criticizing, <laughs> keep criticizing my labor issues. Uh, but no, like, uh, if you, yeah, if we was just chilling and we were talking science, talking whatever, talking, yeah, that'd be a great time. Yeah. Talking mole people. I'm sure he's got great ideas about, uh, building a tunnels to live in because yeah. he's doing that. That's one of his big things is he's building a big ass tunnel from LA to some across LA. I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> <laughs> he's building a big tunnel for the sake of improving traffic. And I'm like, and he's doing Mars for the sake of saving humanity. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking to myself, Elon, idiot, <laughs> mash them together. <laughs> <laughs> you can kill two birds with one stone right there just by making an underground society using all this boring company stuff. That's what he calls his little digging company, boring company. You can call it subterraforming. It's uh, that's exactly what it is. Jesus, I mean, like that's not even making up a word right there. That's that, that's just using your knowledge of the English language to to just say what it is. Yeah. Subterraforming. That's where he should be. That's exactly where he should be going. Like he shouldn't be thinking about Mars. Like yeah, have your picture. Yeah, have your rockets. Go ahead, mm-hmm. have fun. But look, you've got these bulldozers. You know, you've got you've you, you've got people who are good at digging holes. You're good at getting permits for digging holes. Dig some holes, man. Make some condos. Rent them bitches out. I would. I would broadcast from Scott Cast in a in a hole. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to leave Hamtramck, but it, and especially this nice place, this beautiful place that's mm-hmm. getting me so feeling so secure and, and happy. But uh, you know, living in a tunnel is really <laughs> attractive to me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need good lighting, though. I've discovered that I like lighting. So ever mm. since living in Sobieski and all the bulbs there and, and the lighting fixtures. And you were, didn't really get, like, sun there. No, you there was... You were kind of in a bad spot. Now you actually have, like, natural light in here. Oh, an ass ton of natural light. Oh, and in the back, oh, like, I didn't even notice this, but you can see the Renaissance Center. So, like, this is like the... Oh, fuck, oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, this is like the only spot in Hamtramck where you can kind of see that because right behind us is American Axle Manufacturer's empty lot where they used to have a big warehouse. So it's just this big empty space in Hamtramck, the densest part of Detroit, and it's like the only big empty space there is, and it just offers this amazing view of Detroit and all this sun and all this brilliant stuff. And I discovered I love light. I was cooking with Sabelle last night and she's a photographer and she deals with light all the time. And and so like at night she likes to turn off the lights, just no lights. It's very low light. Let's just mm. let's rest the irises. And and she and she was insistent in the cooking and I was just like look, ever since living in a pit <laughs> for two years like i just like being in light right now let's just have the lights on i said that and she was like oh let's do that 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 is that is a good reason to put on that light so i thank her for that she's a lovely person 
Absolutely. Fantastic. You, you know, we, uh, you've, uh, we've, uh, played some games together. Yeah. I don't remember much of that. (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, we yeah we that was a night that seems to be yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the, like where we end up playing. I remember, games. I remember the games after the Mexican food. Oh, that's right. Uh, we played this uh, PS4 game. What's it called? Um, I it was a good game. Remember. It's one of those Jackbox games. Okay, it was like part. Of, it's like a very light party game. Yeah. that everyone joins in on their smartphone kind of thing. Where you where there's drawings and the whole idea is to make people laugh pretty much, um, so that like that was a fun game to play and and like another part of the thing that I was kind of jealous of was there's this t-shirt game where where you do like <laughs> shitty little MS Paint drawings on your smartphone and then with like captions mm-hmm. and uh, at the end you're they they actually offer them for sale and I'm like that is genius <laughs> i wish i thought of that i wish like i wish like every scott cast episode came with like a little tablet that people can doodle while they're listening to scott cast mm-hmm. and and then we'd make a t-shirt now that i say that out loud fuck it if you have a design for scott cast and you want to see it on the scott cast store uh send it to me hot for scott cast at gmail.com yeah we'll put it up there we'll put your name on it and uh and and uh I don't know about splitting money with you. Because <laughs> it's like a whole $2 that we get per sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I don't want to seem cheap by giving you half a $2 <laughs> for a $20 shirt. But, um, but yeah, we'll have it. You'll have it up on the store. Yeah. Why not? And like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to filter and select and choose, obviously. And maybe it'll be limited runs, mm. but, uh, yeah, just send it in and see, see, test your luck. Like, see if Scottcast approves. Yeah. You know, Scottcast doesn't approve of everything. This is true. Like David's whiskey drinking habits. Tell me all about that. He apparently doesn't drink whiskey much. And uh, he wanted to get how whiskey. Did he, how did he pick a decent one for, to bring? Because I told him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh we were listening to the Joe Rogan, Elon Musk podcast, yeah. and we wanted to do a response podcast uh, and strike while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be released soon. I'm talking to you, Ian, but it'll be the one before, before this, this one. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe I'll just release it all at once. I'm really excited about these mics. But um, they were drinking whiskey. They were drinking nice whiskey. So he was just like, and he brought a lightsaber. Okay. <laughs> he ordered a lightsaber from the internet that, like, it does all the things. It's like the, he called it the Nerd Boy's Wet Dream. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I had different ones, but <laughs> uh, he brought it, and um, it's this brilliant thing. It lights up, has sound effects, it, it reacts to you swishing it around, and when you hit something, it makes the little hit sound. Um, and the point being with it, it seems like glass. It seems it's fragile, but really, you can just beat the shit out of whatever you want with it. It's it's strong, so it's a good beating stick. It's like a it's it's like a nerdy beating stick. Cool. You know, I'm thinking about getting one. You know, for here. You know, just just to ward off intruders. Yeah. Because I bet you don't even have to get to the beating part for it to be uh, effective. Like, like imagine like an intruders in your home, right? They're gonna they're pocketing the Scott Cast microphones, you know. Mm-hmm. They're pocketing uh, they're pocketing Kyle, <laughs> right? And like so, they got Kyle in my microphones. 
and, and they're tiptoeing out. They're on their way. And Hamdramic Avengers, nowhere to be seen, right? Like, no dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why you need your mantis shrimp. That's right. Yeah, I need my, my guard mantis shrimp, which is the second t-shirt <laughs> after the Hamdramic Avengers I'm going to focus on. But, um, so you have no, no lines of defense. So you, it's, it's up to you. And you get your lightsaber out. And in the dark, that noise comes on. And it's like just a solid red beam and like an angry ass face. And then Kyle like mewing you on like, mew. <laughs> and like, how quickly would you drop this stuff and just bolt? Depends how realistic looking it was. I thought it was really, real, it was really realistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the only detail that uh, was missing from it was when you turn it on. It doesn't climb up. Mm. It just it just turns on. Gotcha. So like that's the only thing. But like they wouldn't notice that that quickly. They'll hear their sound, turn around, and see it. Mm-hmm. You know, like having that hum. You need something that looks solid that you can like slice in half. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that they're like, oh, it's not a toy. Like I'll I'll saw the table in yeah. half and like just hold it together. Yes. And put like a like an encyclopedia on one of the legs. Yep, and then like, <laughs> like put like flint along the sides of it so when it rubs down and falls, it's like sparks too. <laughs> exactly, that'd be amazing. This is why we need to get into making Scott Cast featured films. Yeah, I mean, look at this. This was this this was a solid scene we just developed. With and we have the means and 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 the wherewithal to create the special effects that don't rely at all on CGI. That's true. You know that would be we we need to start making these things. Like uh, I do have plans uh, to expand the Scott Cast family. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely excited about that. Uh, like just starting tomorrow, I'm recording uh, the Detroit Songwriter Dispatch with uh, Dave. From not David, but Dave. There, there's two different people yeah. named Dave in the Scott Cast family now. Dave, who's a songwriter, singer, guitar player. He's in a band called Border Patrol. Uh, fantastic. He hosts an open mic night ever at Ghost Light. Uh, I'm actually going to head over there after we podcast, and you're free to join. I'm, I might even uh, whistle a tune or two there, <laughs> and I'm excited for that. I haven't done that in years. Uh, but we're, we're going to form a podcast where we promote all the local songwriters. Not as Scott Cast-like, not as awesome as Scott Cast, but very useful to a certain selection of people, and I figured Scott Cast can promote. Yeah. Be the be the sponsor, I should say, of this one. So like, you know, I'll I'll generate some people over there and like we'll have a little po- podcast, we'll have a little conversation, and then afterwards I'll be like if you enjoyed this, check out the rest of the Scott Cast family, our flagship podcast Scott Cast with none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon. Like that's all I have to say. <laughs> people are going to be flooding the freaking stream. We're going to be iTunes number 1. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So we got that joining the Scottcast family, and we also have. Uh, I'm not going to go into details yet with it because, mm-hmm. like, I've got ideas of how we should execute this because it's such a good idea. Okay, but you have your own my, my show, your idea. own show yeah. that like video, uh, brilliant. It's a I'm series. glad you have ideas. <laughs> 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 and uh, it's 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 it's, it's going to be an immaculate show, and we're gonna we're just I I think we're just gonna drop it all at once. Mm. Is the thing like you know how Netflix it's be like doing a binge that? mode kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Got to go into binge mode and like drop seven 
episodes or something? Yeah, something like that. Just like, here's our first batch. Bam. Sent. Okay. So, you know? So, so it's like, but like, then we'll announce it. Then it'll so it. like coming 2019. Well, <laughs> well, actually, yeah, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot how late into 2018 it was. This year has been going by super fast. It has. Especially since I started Scottcasting. So ever since March, it's just been, it's just been a race to the next Scottcast. Yeah. Just been a... I mean, we're not going to make a hundred, but we're, we're definitely, well, we're most likely going to surpass 50. Tesla, Elon Musk, needs to learn from ScottCast. That's right. We set a goal because we wanted to kickstart production, and we wanted to be regular, and we wanted to get this pod out there. We're nowhere near the goal of the, of the goal number we set. Yeah. But we have succeeded in doing what we wanted to do. We have succeeded in creating a podcast that is not only regular, but people, uh, people are struggling to keep up with. <laughs> Yeah, you can't even keep up with putting them out, <laughs> right? Like, like, like I'm gonna like these. Like the David Pod is gonna come really. Like the last two ones that were released, the um, Lactose Intolerance Pod and the, and, and uh, the, the the Fear of Scottcast Pod. Mm. Uh, those two were released really quickly, and now I'm gonna and, and I necessarily need to release the Elon Musk podcast before other people get a chance to talk about it, right? And they don't get our take on it. Because I want podcasts to start talking about our podcasts, talking about podcasts. So I want that to happen. So we need to get that out. And 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 uh, and I'm just too excited to not get this one out with all this, uh, the new headquarters, well, big and news, the yeah, big news, and the Scottcast store. It's all all great stuff. And I just need it. I just need it out. I just I just need to have, have this happen. So I'm thinking, I'm going on a trip to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the coming week, for a week, about I'm I'm leaving Saturday morning, and I'm coming back uh, Friday night. Okay. Uh, and I wanna, and I can have it all out while I'm out there, because it's supposed to be a surprise for my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned it already and ruined it, but <laughs> <laughs> the trip that you're going there. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't know if I ruined it already on Scottcast. I think I might have because there was a spike in Nebraska. <laughs> and I go, Wait, what did he say? <laughs> Rewind, redownload. <laughs> but um, once I get back, it'll be we record, and that podcast is coming out. We're back on the on the uh, we 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 pod and talk at the same time, same yeah. rate. We're back on that schedule, so I'm excited for that. All right. So, I went to the movies. I'm excited to hear about this. Uh, I saw a movie that you're excited to hear about, Mm -hmm. uh, excited to watch. So, I'm not, so... No spoilers, please. Usually, I'm all about spoilers and not giving a fuck, but since I'm literally talking to somebody (laughs) (laughs) who does not want it, I'm going to take a step back in the spoiler train and just tell you about my impression of it. I went to Mm -hmm. go see the Spike Jones. Spike Lee? Spike Lee. I don't know. It's the Spike movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Klansman. Uh, once you start typing it in Google, you'll get to it. But um, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful story uh, about a guy in the 70s who joins a police force and ends up, uh, ends up on a mission infiltrating the, their local chapter of the KKK. Uh, very, very, 
racially charged. Mm-hmm. That's what the movie's about. Right. It's about that aspect. And but at the same time, uh, it, it, it's got a lot going for it. It's got uh, it's got comedy. It's hilarious at times. It's got suspense. You never know where it's going mm-hmm. unless you read the book. <laughs> and it's based on a true story. It's like like a Pendulette on his Sunday School podcast said it. Like a lot of movies, like it's it's a mistake to try to go for two kind of tones. It's a mistake to be comedy and dramatic. It's mm-hmm. a mistake to be suspenseful and uh, I don't know adventure. I don't know, but. Uh, this one goes for like seven different vibes mm-hmm. and aces every single one of them. Like, nice. It's just fantastic movie. And I totally agree with it after watching it. it. It was really a great movie. A great popcorn flick. Yeah. Oddly. <laughs> uh, it, it's a great flick to go see and just, and just enjoy. But it's also got a lot of very heavy social commentary in it right it's got a it's it's it concerns racism in america and not only in the past but in the present mm-hmm. and like the only criticism i have is there are definite mentions and uh i should say uh allusions to uh the current donald trump presidency thing mm-hmm. and the only reason i'm against that i mean i'm sure yes of course it's relevant kind of pulls you out of the period pulls you out of the period and you can tell, like, it's just going to age the movie yeah. in a few years. Like It was like that Nazi moon movie we watched. I was at exactly what I was <laughs> going to bring up. Yeah. It's just like that Nazi moon movie we watched where Sarah Palin became president of the U.S. Right. You know. But they're coming out with a new one, aren't they? I think they already made a couple. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I remember like seeing like a YouTube video or something like that, uh, Iron Sky 2 or 3 or 4 or whatever, but it's Sarah Palin still, and she goes down to hell or something like that and sees Hitler, like a zombie Hitler, mm. and he's riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not dated like that movie. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't mean to compare this uh, this this relative masterpiece to uh, yeah. Iron Sky. You're just worried about a few years down the road if it'll yeah, like still like, keep like in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the like it, it did it way worse. Uh, they have this character who uh, is played by Buffalo Bill, and he, he actually has one of the best scenes in in the franchise, but. Also, he has a scene where uh, they have a paleo veterinarian, Buffalo Bill, like from Silence of the Lambs. Yep, this guy. Yeah. Okay, um, that guy. You'll you'll recognize his voice. <laughs> he he doesn't dance or put lotions okay. in baskets or That's anything. That's good. But um, but he does uh, do this line where he calls the paleo veterinarian, who is a very confusing character to begin with. Uh, you know, she's a strong female character, whatever. That's fine. But she's also a paleo veterinarian who's never seen a dinosaur before. I don't know how you become that profession without ever uh, interacting with a dinosaur. It's like it's it's like uh, it's like getting a business degree, really, <laughs> where where you go through get this business degree and but you've never even worked before. And that happens all the time. But a uh, paleo veterinarian who's never seen a dinosaur before, and he calls her a uh, nasty woman, mm. right? You know, direct reference. 
to the election and stuff like that. Right. And when you watched it in the theaters, everyone was cheering, everyone was happy, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. But it just it just took me completely out of it. I, when I'm watching Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> I'm not there to get commentary. I'm not right. there to get anything besides fucking dinosaurs. And I was promised more dinosaurs than I got in that movie. <laughs> so having that line in there with that weird paleo veterinarian really got under my skin. I don't mean to go into a Jurassic World review all of a sudden. It's good to uh, keep with our, our tropes. Yeah. Gotta, gotta include the Jurassic Park in there a little bit. Uh, yeah. We gotta, gotta enjoy a good Jurassic Park reference. And I actually have a further Jurassic Park reference later. Mm. But, uh... So where are we at? So Black Klansman, you're recommending? Totally recommending. Uh, I can't... I guess I can't really say more until you watch it. So you're going to watch it and we'll talk about it more. Uh, but the other person I want to recommend to you, uh, Taika Waititi. Mm. In particular, I want to recommend a movie that gave me an idea for another movie related to Dress Park. Uh, he does this movie called uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay. And he casts Sam Neill as a New Zealander who, well, he's a New Zealander, but uh, the guy who played Dr. Alan Grant, uh, as a New Zealander bushman who is essentially uh, guiding a child through the woods. And it's brilliant. It's funny it's uh, adventurous you don't know where it's going stuff all that all that good stuff mm-hmm. and, and but he hits the he, he brilliantly hits the jurassic park notes with dr alan grant and sam neill in like a kind of a cherishing uh way like you could tell like that was like some sort of inspiration mm-hmm. uh for the character and and for the performance and for the script i feel like uh, so it's just a fantastic movie. Like they get stuck in a tree and he's like comforting to the child. Like what are you talking about? Kind of, <laughs> kind of like they're going through the woods. He's helping them, helping the kid go through the woods. And he starts off as someone who doesn't like kids at all. Doesn't okay. like things at all. And then yeah. he ends up growing attached to this thing. It's pretty much the same arc. Okay. And he does this brilliantly. Uh, a lot of comedy in it, but also a lot of suspense, uh, practical effects. All sorts of practical effects, like he does this, uh, there's this warthog scene, mm-hmm. and it's clearly not CGI. So I feel like you'd appreciate that. I would appreciate that. And also, he's got a movie coming out that that should be close to Scott Cast, uh, with Hitler in it. Hmm. Uh, it's called Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I have seen previews for that. Yes. <laughs> I've heard very good things about that. Yes, this is that guy. This yes, is that okay, guy. okay. So like, you should definitely see Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm. Uh, you should definitely see Black Klansman. And here's my idea for this guy, this director, yeah. that I really think he should do. Uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. They're all the same universe. Uh, one, two, and three of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And there's a gap. Uh, and then Jurassic World. The park is open. What happened between Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World 1? They had to tame this entire island of wild dinosaurs, mm-hmm. including a T-Rex, Velociraptors, everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and they had to do it in a way that was successful. 
It's a completely different vibe from the normal Jurassic Park formula where they go in optimistic and come out scared shitless. Mm-hmm. But the same, so I'm thinking what this guy should do, this guy who demonstrated a love and affinity for Jurassic Park through the uh, Dr. Alan Grant movie, mm-hmm. uh, or Sam Neill, I should say. And he also demonstrated an ability to create novel films that were held interest and uh, had a great stylistic style. He, he stylistic style. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lot like like I described him as like if Wes Anderson was as good at storytelling as he was at being Wes Anderson. Mm. Right? He's that. That's that's <laughs> that's my review of Taika Waititi. But um. Uh, so I think he should do this a mini series mm-hmm. taking place between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, where, where they tell the story of how a band of people went to this wild island, uh, captured these dinosaurs, uh, tamed it, uh, cleared it out, and created a theme park. Because that is way more interesting than the current Jurassic World storyline. Yeah, like, like how the fuck did you get there? Agreed. Right? From all that chaos and certain death where literally everybody who ever ended up on that island, like 90% chance of getting eaten alive. (laughs) (laughs) To, oh, now there's a Starbucks and Jimmy Buffett's there with his Margaritaville. What happened in between that? Yeah. Like, sure, yeah, they're doing dinosaurs with the military now and that kind of thing and whatever. But, like, like, I guess that's a societal impact thing but Mm. way more interesting let's see how they went from jurassic park to jurassic world and i think uh they can bring dr alan grant there yeah and here's how i think they could do it like dr alan grant never wants to go back to the island right right like he doesn't want to go back to the island there's no amount of money that'll take him back to the island uh, and he he went down that road before, and he was like got burned. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> so like that is there. And I think the only way we can get Dr. Alan Grant back on the island for this miniseries is if this company approaches them and they're like, "Look, it's not about money. We'll give you the money, but it's not about money. It's the fact that we are doing this whether you help us or not, and you are the only person on this earth." who understands these creatures enough to be able to pull this off. So imagine if we got Sam Neill as reprising his role as Dr. Alan Grant mm-hmm. as, uh, as a morally, ten- morally tenuous position, uh, guiding people through dinosaur behavior, how to navigate this safely, the cautions they should take, mm-hmm. uh, but also in like a miniseries where he is successful. People actually listen to Dr. Alan Grant. People learn. All this stuff happens. And then he's not in the Jurassic World series, so there's got to be a reason he's gone. That is actually a really good idea. Isn't that amazing? You'd watch that. I would, because it it would bring in this nature versus nurture kind of thing. It it makes me think of like um, Day of the Dead. Oh, in what way? Because they... At that point, like zombies have taken over. It's the chaos of the zombie apocalypse, just like it's the chaos of Dinosaur Island, right? Right. And they're trying to figure out a way to survive. So there's like the scientists who are looking for either a cure or a way to coexist. Mm -hmm. And so you've got this 
doctor who's kind of maybe off his rocker a little bit, but he's using a lot of like, he's trying to understand behavior and the mind of, of these creatures, their motivations to be able to shape kind of how, how they live. And I think that's how you would tame the dinosaur Island. You need to, yeah. you, you can't go research. in there and like force them to do what you want. Cause they'll fucking eat your face. They're a far more involved <laughs> species. They're out there. Far more involved animal. And then there's this other faction. That's like the military guys who sort of run the base and they, they're getting sick of all this science talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, that's always seems to be the thing. It's like the sign. The, the military is always just like, well, when are we going to get to shoot shit? Right. <laughs> And so that's where all the tension is. There's this backdrop of zombie chaos, mm-hmm. but the tension's all between the characters, the human characters. And I think that's exactly what this movie would be. But in the Jurassic Park setting, that would be interesting. Oh, totally. Like, because uh, we have these definitive ends. We have this definitive beginning. It's mm-hmm. like, like Breaking Bad in that way, where, where they don't. Where it's not, it's not like uh, the Walking Dead, where where they kind of started it, and it's just been going ad nauseum, right? And it's like oh, I thought it was an apocalypse. How are they still alive? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a definitive story with a definitive end, and everybody knows where it's going, but nobody yeah. knows how it's getting there. And that is the that that's the interesting thing. Don't 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 point out to a big open gaping space and tell me, hey, something. Point out a chasm. Point out a chasm. <laughs> Point out a chasm. We gotta make more shirts for. <laughs> yeah, if I shit. keep mispronouncing shit, <laughs> we're gonna have plenty of shirts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, show me a gap. Show me a, show me an expanse, and show me uh, a destination, and, and leave me baffled mm-hmm. how you got there. It's like a magic trick, you know? Yeah. Like I know it's not really magic. I know something happened. And God, am I curious what happened? Yeah, you know, like and Taika Waititi is the man for the job. Watch Hunt for the Wilder the People. You will completely agree with me. And he's doing this Adolf Hitler film. He's trying to get away, I think, from his Marvel fame because yeah. he did the Thor Ragnarok. Mm. So he's trying to get away from his Marvel fame and establish himself as a unique person. So I could totally see why he's doing a Hitler movie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, that's the way to go. And um, but once you got his Academy Award, right? Once mm-hmm. he's got all, once he's got his little accolades, once he's once he's board polishing his Oscar, you know, get on this man. Like the the third Jurassic World movie will be out, be done, maybe disappointing, maybe great. Who knows? Chris Pratt, whatever. But Jurassic World to from Jurassic Park, the miniseries with this material, this man clearly loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this totally, the ability to bring back Alan Grant just by itself, yeah, and putting him in this morally tenuous position. I mean, people are spending money on Jurassic World as terrible as that was, right? Like, so, like the Jurassic World toys, you got Disney toys. You got your dinosaurs. That's like already money in the bank. Yeah, throw on this actual good idea. Yeah, I mean, imagine <laughs> who do we sell this to? Let's talk to some people. Well, we'll find people. We'll, we can, <laughs> I can get the people. But uh, but what we need to do here is, I mean, just imagine it though. Just imagine it. Yeah, being the person since Steven Spielberg to save the Jurassic Park franchise cinematically. Like, look, 
I will buy a ticket to whatever the fuck has a dinosaur in it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, my ticket's sold. But imagine getting Jurassic Park back to its former glory Mm -hmm. as a cinematic masterpiece, as as an example of just this beautiful storytelling of Steven Spielberg and Michael Crichton. Imagine getting it back to that level. Yeah. and, and, And restoring its glory. And then imagine how famous Scott Cass will be. For, for bringing it to the right man to do the job. <laughs> Think of all the downloads, Ian. So you're talking about this as a film or as a miniseries? It's got to be a miniseries, okay. I feel like. Because A, it's bright, has a bright ending, mm-hmm. and it moves towards something like that. B, there's it starts from a very dark place and goes to a very light place. There's mm-hmm. a huge shift of tone. And, and C, there's just too much to cover in two hours. Yeah. Like, and how great would it be to have, like, let's say a 10-episode miniseries. Mm -hmm. The first three are, like, total horror as people are are going there, (laughs) making terrible mistakes, getting eaten. Because you know that it wasn't flawless from Jurassic Park 3 to Jurassic World. (laughs) There's got to be a learning curve there. (laughs) And then it turns to suspense. It could be like the... uh... the elon musk type character where he's trying to make this happen with like the least resources and then they, yeah. they're like oh we actually need to bring in alan grant because we're everyone's gonna die exactly exactly <laughs> and you got a perfect actor for it like the guy who played masrati in jurassic world i know he didn't watch it <laughs> <laughs> but he's a fantastic actor he did a fantastic job and like we can bring in him, and you can explain his significance and make his death in dress—oops, sorry—Jurassic World way more poignant. I think is that the word poignant? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Don't need a T-shirt for that. So, so like poignant, poignant, <laughs> poignant. It's a hard word to say in general. Yeah, it's just not a fun word. It, more nice. No, that doesn't work. Anyway. Taika Waititi doing a mini-series between the Jurassic Park franchise and the Jurassic World franchise, bridging them together and restoring the glory that is the storytelling experience of bringing dinosaurs to, to, to life and to harnessing them. Because the final few episodes, once they get out of that suspenseful thing and it's mm-hmm. like they're paving pavement and shit and, and like they're like, hey, get Starbucks over here. Like... <laughs> Like, this is where Dr. Wu is getting ideas. Mm-hmm. This is where he's like, oh, let's make these crazy creatures now. Now that I got all this funding, now that I got all this support and free time, let's get, like, like that's where they lay the plans and a lot of the subterfuge happens and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, we, it's just, it's just, there's so much potential in this. If he doesn't do it, it's the next Scott cast idea. <laughs> we know you're shaking your head no we don't have the practical fan effects. film <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, i mean you know I, I i was at uh meyer doing my grocery shopping for the week mm-hmm. and they got their halloween stuff up they've got those inflatable uh t-rex suits oh uh-huh. i was we should very get very tempted they're 80 bucks a, a shot oh but, shit really well, that's because they're famous because you see all yeah. those youtube videos is what that is but uh I feel like those would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. It's like I'm looking at these microphones being like, if I return them, <laughs> maybe we can get some T-Rex outfits. <laughs> well, let us know if you're a Scott Castigator. What's, what would be more entertaining, us in dinosaur outfits or this clear, crisp sound you're receiving? And we'll act accordingly. 
So that's that's my idea, and and uh, and and also my recommendations for you. You need to watch yeah. and and for the Scottcast audience, Black Klansman, very powerful movie, uh, excellently executed, uh, absolutely wonderful. It's got the brother or something like that of Steve Buscemi in it, really. And it's hilarious because every time Do you they see look them, exactly alike. They don't look exactly alike, but you can tell they're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you can tell it's like, like, because every once in a while you'll just be, you'll, he'll have a line, and you'll be like, Steve Bush, no, not Steve Buscemi, <laughs> like John Buscemi or something. <laughs> but anyway, fantastic movie, uh, Black Klansman, fantastic movie, Hunt for the Wilded People. Uh, everybody should watch that if you're listening to Scottcast. If you find Scottcast entertaining at all, both those movies would be great. Uh, and we need to get Taika Waititi after he's done polishing his Oscars to do this Jurassic Park miniseries idea. Like, mm-hmm. like put it on Netflix, man. Netflix would love that shit. Absolutely. Netflix would pay uh, pay your way for the rest of your life uh, if, if 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 they were if they got their hands on that contract, you know. And think of the merchandising. Yeah. You know. Like, like they have the, from the current franchise of Jurassic World, they have a lot of merchandising. It's the merchandising's outpacing Star Wars merchandising, and the thing that they're well, Star Wars really shit the bed though, didn't? They? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, talk about a case study in oversaturation. Um, but so Jurassic World's been outpacing them, and but they're selling shit that's like, why are you even selling that? <laughs> like. When the McMain character Claire drives a Mercedes mm. in the new Jurassic World, uh, not a special Mercedes, it doesn't have like paint on it, it doesn't have uh, decals, mm. and there's a matchbox car of the Claire Mercedes, okay, with Jurassic World packaging and stuff out there. Just that was that was that was the last internet fight I got into. Yeah, this guy posted it, excited about getting it, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Like this is just this is just letting letting a company like I'm all for I'm all for a company getting their products out, yeah. getting a profit, you know, being a productive member. But really, just a plain ass Mercedes that's too far in a movie with dinosaurs. This is coming from a guy who bought like fifteen dollars <laughs> worth of Kinder eggs just to get. That. <laughs> I need to get it. <laughs> I need to complete the collection. <laughs> Do you even like chocolate? I'm allergic. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, at least paint it up special or something. Right. Well, maybe a little Claire action figure on her cell phone, yeah. even. Like a little Bryce Dallas Howard. You know, it's, she's, a, she's, a easy to, she's an easy to action figure up character. <laughs> she's got the, the, the red hair bob. Mm. She looks like Ron Howard. You know, easy to make an action figure out of that. You know, put her on a cell phone with a white dress on, boom. Instant Claire. There you go. And like, and it's just total laziness. Merchandising laziness. Not the kind of laziness you'll see at www.scottcast.us forward slash shop. That's right. That's right. Everything we have there is fucking quality. I didn't, I, like, none of that is cheapened out to get margin. Like, I, I priced that shit there <laughs> so that you can have. There is no profit margin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Once you account for fixed expenses, we're going to have to sell about 5,000 t-shirts. <laughs> if you don't want to spend any money, go to audibletrial forward slash or the audibletrial.com forward slash Scottcast. Exactly. And then all you have to do is sign up 
Grab yourself a free audiobook and cancel that fucking membership, and you'll be supporting Scottcast. Actually, each one of those is a lot larger profit margin <laughs> than we're getting, like on the order of fifteen times, <laughs> yeah, than the products we're selling. But the products we're selling, all hundred percent quality, extremely soft shirts. Like I'm wearing this uh, my, one of my favorite Tell Him Steve Dave T-shirts right mm-hmm. now, and I I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Here I am doing it. But our T-shirts, way more comfy, super smooth. Yeah. Uh, and this is not a bad T-shirt, but are the T-shirts we have, fantastic designs, uh, super smooth, uh, supports I've a good quality local podcast. T-shirts like that that are like just the, the 100% cotton and it's like so soft. And even when you wash it, it's like, this is the best shirt I own. That's right. Like, you got your cat coming up on you, cuddling you, and you're, like, just punching him off, touching your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those kinds of kinds of shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you should definitely give it a shot. But it's not just shirts. We also have a Scott Cast mug up on there. Become a Scott Castigator. Get yourself a Scott Cast mug. It's great for drinking coffee, great for drinking tea, great for drinking liquor without anybody knowing. <laughs> Get yourself a Scott Cast mug. That's 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 a, that's fan. That, that's that's just do it. Yeah, just just put it down. Like 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 if you like like the most annoying financial tip you can give somebody mm-hmm. is Starbucks costs five dollars. Like if you stop buying Starbucks every day, you'll have one hundred and fifty dollars a month to spend. Nobody fucking does that. Nobody, well, nobody on a decent, nobody on a small income, nobody who really desperately needs financial advice goes to Starbucks every fucking day. Right. Like, like if, if you're going to Starbucks every day, you, you know your limits. <laughs> <laughs> like, or you should, or the credit card company is about to tell you. I can't understand why I don't have any money. <laughs> but fuck, this, this, this Frappaboppo Gino latte is amazing. <laughs> it's got sprinkles and it's got unicorn oh, piss. Yeah. My Feudcast mug is like my go-to mug. I I noticed that when I um, watched a cat, the yeah. only dirty dish in the sink, obviously your pre-travel <laughs> coffee. Yeah. Scott Cass mug. It's not a bad mug. It's a good mug. It's a great mug. It's a good size, 15 ounces. Yeah. Uh, it fits your coffee. It's a, it's a, it's a classic white design with mm-hmm. a bold black thing. How, how has the lettering run out? Any running out of the lettering? I don't think any of it's rubbed off yet. Not a single bit of it. And you keep that shit I scrub clean. it pretty thoroughly. Yeah. So, fucking quality it's products. Quality. All these products on the, on the Scottcast store are quality. Yeah. And by the time, like, if, uh, if, by by the time, like like it may, maybe not immediately for the for the first buyers for the people getting the Scott Cast cards one two through through ten or something mm-hmm. like that not maybe not immediately for these people, but uh, pretty soon I'm gonna get David down here with you Ian yeah I know I didn't tell you yet but we're gonna do a bonus pod just for people who purchase and it's gonna okay. be it's gonna be the best Scott Cast you've ever listened to I'm gonna this gonna be debate. There's going to be hilarity. Yeah. There's going to be games. Maybe not games. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Dave come up with any or it'll be four hours. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you get to hear me wrangle Dave. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's enough. 
that's enough you know like it'll be great we'll maybe even have celebrity guests or something like that i'll figure out a way to get a celebrity guest that'd be fun you know like not just ladondo probably not ladondo (laughs) given the reaction (laughs) (laughs) but we'll, well it'll be great so how things going with jeff how are things going with Jeff? You heard anything? I haven't heard anything from Jeff. He's a busy man. Yeah. But I, I will say that uh, there is definitely uh, a listener who's who's a jet setter. Mm. There's definitely a, a listener who like downloads the pod in a different city every time it drops. Okay. So is that Jeff? Um, I don't know if it's Jeff, but uh, it probably isn't. But, <laughs> but uh it's somebody it's some it's it's somebody with a frequent flyer miles i'll tell you that much yeah either that or they use a vpn they can't they can't let anyone know that they listen to this yeah. podcast yeah i got a job to think about <laughs> we, we, we're gonna need a we're gonna need technology to mask this i can't even let my isp know <laughs> so we got that going for us Good. Speaking of questionable labor practices, Ooh. I've got my uh, my interns started this week. Oh yes, this is like a whole <laughs> this is like a whole freaking well of content <laughs> that's just discovered. So I don't know how much I want to like as much as you want you forth there because I don't want to like I don't want to. Like, they start listening and then they're yeah. like, "Oh, I'm bad." I don't. I don't want any. I don't. Well, you don't have to disparage them. Like, I don't, are they I'm not. I mean, nothing. Nothing disparaging has happened thus yet, thus far. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck can they do in a week? Right. You know, they're learning the ropes. Yeah. They're like, they're like, if, honestly, if they did fuck up within a week, then it's totally okay to disparage them. <laughs> 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 they deserve it. <laughs> no, it's been fun so far. Uh, Good. What do they have? What do you have them doing? Like paperwork and uh, running about, or do they, or do they sit in with sessions and help out? Yeah, they kind of sit in with sessions so far. Um, okay. Uh, it's been a slow. Questions? It's been a slow week for me. So like, they haven't seen much. Mm-hmm. Nobody tried to murder. What them they in saw went real smooth. As <laughs> <laughs> smooth as this fucking podcast is sounding yeah, right now, it made me look good. That's but good. Someday there'll be like crisis situation. Mm-hmm. They'll see me not being as smooth. <laughs> uh, you don't think you're smooth during a crisis situation? I feel no. like you'd be very smooth. I'm pretty level-headed. Yeah, like, like I don't think there's a... We've recorded, like, 20, 24 hours worth of conversations between us, and you have been at a constant altitude <laughs> the whole time. Like, if you were a pilot, you'd be, like... You'd be the top paid pilot in the airline industry because yeah. you keep that ride smooth. <laughs> Turbulence doesn't exist when Ian Dixon's on the, on the yoke. Yeah. Well, hopefully that continues. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Like, well, you know, here's the deal. There's probably going to be turbulence thrown your way. Mm. But since Ian Dixon is the one navigating... No fucking problem. Yeah. Like, I'll land this thing on water, bitch. Yeah. As soon as that happens, just be like, you take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> you know, you'll have a kid who's 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 th- tossing furniture, throwing chairs, stuff like that, thinks he's on American Chopper. Like, you'll have, you'll have that kid eating out of the palm of your fucking hand at the end of the... End of the session. Yeah. Is that what you do? Is that what you, that's what you aim for? Eating out of the palm of your hand? Like feeding them like yeah. a horse? Make sure the palm's flat? They don't want to hurt you. That's true. I mean, more or less. Yeah. I don't, I don't send kids out of my office that are, uh, escalated. 
Right. Like, because, like, that's just like, oh, fuck you, get out of here. Right. I've had kids escalate in my office, but I always bring them back to uh, baseline. Always. Before I end, send them home. Yeah. That's that Ian Dixon. That's right. That's that Ian Dixon piloting right there. Like, like suppose, like, okay, let's get out of your office. Yeah. Because, you know, A, you're a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to, like, talk too many personal stories, I imagine. Right. Uh, whole fucking confidentiality. Ethical laundry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... We yeah. can talk about your techniques. Okay. So imagine we, we're here, we're on the bonus pod. I'm mm-hmm. clearly, I'm the instigator. I'm clearly going to rile people up as much as possible to get good content for the people buying the Scott Cast merchandise. Because yeah. these fuckers deserve good content. They're getting a card. They're getting great content. They're getting a shirt that's going to be their favorite fucking shirt. I guarantee yeah. it. You're getting all these things. And you got so many movies to watch now. You got so many movies you to got watch. Movies to dream about. Hundred percent. Yeah, and movies <laughs> to dream about. And if we get this, if, if this guy makes this movie and we make, we're the fucking transcenders. That's right. We're transcenders. I don't know how to say the word, but anyway. <laughs> so I'm on this pod and I'm riling David the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting excited. He's getting anxious. Mm-hmm. He, he's he, he gets to the point. He, he he could physically overpower both of us. He's an exercise physiologist, the True. man's peak physical condition. You know, say what you want about David V. The man knows how to build a body up. The guy, guy can, His knowledge of physiology would overpower me very quickly. Yes, if, if, <laughs> if it were to come to that. Yeah. So being the strategic mind, imagine I've riled him up. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily mad at you, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Whatever. Like, we were talking Elon Musk, and, like, we both decided to be, like, against Elon Musk. Now mm-hmm. he's really pissed off. He's throwing chairs down. Like, what's your first What's your first strategy with somebody who's, like, clearly not listening? Change the scenery. Scenery? Yeah. Thank God this is a portable recording setup. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what, what does that do? Um, if you're agitated in a specific situation mm-hmm. change the situation change the situation um anything that's like really stimulating and like bright lights loud noises like cut that shit down okay maybe dave needs to go outside and get some fresh air yeah we'll go for a walk <laughs> david leave <laughs> <laughs> no i've done that with kids in my office they'll they'll escalate and they'll like start climbing on shit and throwing shit and like well like hey let's let's go take a walk and we do a little loop just around the office sure and, and they come back and they're fine yeah okay and that's that, like that change of scenery that that i feel like it's like almost like a like it's a, like whatever the trigger is you're removing it and they have a couple minutes to like get back to baseline they're, freedom to chilling out yeah you know in a way like sure they're like right by you yeah. but they but they but they don't feel like they're trapped right exactly okay all right, so so we got David. He's on this walk. He's he's getting de-escalated. Yeah. Like, how do you make sure that the escalation? There have been happen situations again. Um, so I talked about. I used to work with adults with brain injuries. That's right. Sometimes they they get too far, and they're there's no talking them into a walk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you can't de-escalate them. You're driving, so <laughs> yeah. So then. In that sort of situation, um, you're removing anyone who is not escalated. You're creating a safe environment for anyone who could be subject to 
damage from the person. Oh, okay, who's so okay, so it's more of a protecting the people who are not yes. escalated. So if they're gonna like be throwing shit around and breaking your your apartment, your immediate like intern leave. Dave, Dave might destroy your apartment, but you and I, <laughs> you and I can go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, we're gonna leave. Here's a bat, <laughs> and like he's gonna work out whatever he's gonna work out, and then like there's there's no one to to push it on, so he'll he'll naturally de-escalate. Okay. As long as we're in a place where Dave's not going to murder us, we're good. Okay. Okay. So, so like, either we de-escalate <laughs> I'm sure him. you have, like, insurance that would cover that or something. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we need to sell one more t-shirt. <laughs> and previously planned. But, um, so, like, you leave and, like, and, and you come back. That's, like, if he's, if he's unconsolable. Okay, and yeah. David's David's a pretty rational. guy. No, he's a very rational guy. I really so, like if like if we do get him riled up to yeah, that point, I think he that's and I totally going to be the selling point of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and like you guys, you guys are cool. You guys bonded together when you ate bugs together. In yeah, episode twenty five, Feudcast. That's right. And ever since Feudcast, like the feuding spirit really has died down. We don't really come after people. That's true. Uh, like at worst, like I've kind of had to funnel that into internet comments, but there, there's something happened over the, that has been like a great outlet for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Eminem mm-hmm. out of nowhere released oh, an epi- feud album. That's exactly what it was. He released <laughs> an album called Kamikaze and all my favorite songs in it, uh, largely deal with uh, people who review his work, not knowing his work, not understanding his work. Uh, so, one of his songs uh, that I've been getting into uh, is like just the first songs, "The Ringer," uh, "The Greatest," and like when I when I listen to those songs, I'm thinking all I'm thinking about is Scott Cass, and all I'm thinking about is all those internet fights you told me not to get into. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what's going on here. He's it's like these entire songs, lyrical masterpieces, yeah. that are that concern uh, the psychology uh, behind people who uh, who comment on creators' stuff on the internet, mm-hmm. and the the psychology of people who are who talk trash to get clicks, who talk trash because that's just what they do. Yeah, uh, it's in the entire song, and it like it eviscerates them. It it it, it it, it puts things in perspective, but it, it's basically what Elon Musk needs to start doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like Elon Musk needs to take a take a page out of Eminem's book when it comes to um, all these people out there giving him criticism. Mm-hmm. Like Eminem is all like, "Look, if I if I slam somebody who's slamming me, you know, they just get a whole shit ton of attention, and I get slammed for slamming somebody." Yeah. Uh, so, Elon, as the fourth member of Scott Cast, I want you to succeed. Stop calling people pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> when you get defensive about criticism, that, like, that indicates some weakness, right? Exactly, exactly. It, it, it indicates an insecurity Be like, you know, I, I could do better in this. You're right. I, I, when you're open-minded about those things, it's, shit doesn't bother you as much. Right. You grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Like what? What could go wrong? Exactly. Like that's the Scott Cast take on pretty much everything. Like I feel like, like I, me as a person, I'm wrong every day <laughs> about something. <laughs> I'm wrong every time I open my fucking mouth. <laughs> 
And like, uh, like Scott Cast to me has been an exercise in knowing I can be better. Yeah. Because like, I love every podcast we do. I love every episode we put out. But every time I put out an episode, I'm thinking to myself, wow, if we did this, if we did that, if we did this, right. if we had different microphones, if we did this, if we have a different way of setting up, it could be better. It could be better. It could that's be better. how you grow. And look at us now. <laughs> look at these fucking microphones. Yeah, look how shiny this shit is. We got a guy in Texas listening to us somehow. I don't even know who you are. And like, uh, I'm just—it's just—it's just the. It's why I've been learning from Scottcast itself. I've been yeah. learning from—I've been learning from focusing on building something up about how to build myself up. You know, and like Elon, think about the way you're building Tesla. Think about the way you built these ideas. Maybe apply them to your personal life. Yeah. Apply them to your Twitter, at least. <laughs> or get rid of Twitter. You don't need fucking Twitter. Stop doing Twitter. You don't need Twitter. No, like, oh, yeah, it's an outlet. Not bullshit. Do you, do you need, like, Ian, as a therapist, mm-hmm. someone comes to you. Like, they're, they're, they, they say uh, they're, they're very stressed. They got a lot of work. They do a lot of work. Yeah. And they, and they use Twitter and getting into arguments as an outlet. What do you say about that? Like, and you, like it's like that Elon Musk level where they have, like, they're calling people pedophiles. It's clearly damaging. Them. There's an established therapeutic technique when you have, uh, like, problematic relationships. It could be, like, uh, trauma-related or it could be just, like, normal relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You write a letter to the person, and then you don't send it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Okay. So, yes, it's important to have an outlet. but It's important to get the thoughts out. You you don't need to put yourself in a situation that's going to make things worse. So what do you think that does? Do you think it's about like just a cathartic it's release? About, it's about organizing your thoughts because it's... Okay. You, you, I mean, you That's get in that, that state of mind and it's like just everything's chaotic and you don't know what to do. And if you write it down, you can order it and you can make sense of it. Like maybe, maybe, maybe instead of keeping a Twitter, keep a journal. Yeah. Write a journal. Write a journal. It's not lame. It's for you. It doesn't have to... You don't need the likes... Right? Yeah. You don't need the retweets. You don't. Why need... does everything have to be public? Why? Because that's what live journal used to be. It was like people would write. Yeah. Now they were pissed off at everybody, and then it would start drama. Like just try sure. to f- just put it in, in an actual journal. Yeah, I've got a journal <laughs> like literally a foot away from me right now that I that I use to kind of write out yeah. my my current thoughts on the status of my life. Like lately, it's been it's been pretty right side phenomenal but a lot of the time when i'm writing a journal like i've got this one during a particularly turbulent time in my life Mm -hmm. that i that i'm always going back to and reading just to get perspective yeah and but it's like reading it is almost like cringeworthy like i definitely closer to the event i i like reading it back i'd be like oh i'm just gonna throw this away i don't even like to read it but as i got older look how much you've grown from that that's exactly what it is it's a mile marker it's Mm -hmm. it's it's looking back and seeing how far i've come and it's it's just been a great exercise journaling it's it's exactly like you said it's it's about like you think you know what you think (laughs) (laughs) but you don't you really don't (laughs) you have no idea what you think if you haven't taken the time to like people are so afraid of being wrong right it's like again every day every fucking day here's thought 
if you're really afraid of being wrong and like and you admit that to yourself that you don't want to be wrong about a certain direction you're going Mm -hmm. here's the deal you put it through the gauntlet and that gauntlet is a serious uh thought out self-reflection yeah. it's writing it, like writing is the perfect medium for it because uh you you get one chance to put the next word down i mean yeah an eraser and whatever but the point is like for the complete document you have one chance to put a word down and, and follow up with the next word and it's all one thing it's like okay so this is what i actually think it forces mm-hmm. you to take a stand instead of wavering between feelings you you stand on a logical foundation or at least uh a definitive foundation. Yeah. Unlike Scott Cast. Unlike Scott Cast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is mostly just uh just, just saying what it's just the wavering. Huh? Just the wavering. Just the waver. It's just no the definition. Yeah. This is this this is like uh going to the leaning a tower of Pisa on a windy day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is it gonna go down? Is it not? Is it gonna go down? Is it not? <laughs> And, and and that's not how you should treat your emotional life. No. If, if you're running around calling That'd people... That would be awful. Yeah. If you're running around calling people pedophiles on Twitter, you need to understand, why are you attacking this guy who, like, if, A, if you never tweeted at him, mm-hmm. uh, he would have never gotten the attention in the first place. Right. Like, 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 maybe a couple news articles would have picked him up or whatever, but, like, nobody in the zeitgeist would know him. I wouldn't be talking about him. Like, I mean, maybe, if you had any evidence sure. that he was actually a pedophile, then that would be important to call out. But Yeah, but, like, this guy was like, or do you send it to he was just some hero that was, like, rescuing people. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't know. Like, yeah, he's this hero who's rescuing people and he's critical of you. And, like, there's, like... Uh, there's like a bias against uh, Westerners in this country, but there's definitely no evidence for this. And calling them out not once but twice, it's just a little. It's just what are you doing? Like, like right. you watch the Joe Rogan interview mm-hmm. with Elon Musk, and you get the sense that Elon Musk is a very careful, uh, thought out, uh, intelligent individual. Yeah, like he's he he has great ideas. And I won't deny that he's very bright. He's extremely bright. And and, and extremely practical. Yeah. And like, if you want to be practical, if you want to own that image of being practical, you need to start treating things practically. Twitter, Ambien, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly together. <laughs> Not a practical way to spend your time. Like, what's a practical way to spend your time is A, trust the fucking people you hire, you know, stop yeah. firing them immediately. And stop and, and, and like trust that they'll get a certain job done without your interference. I know mm-hmm. you're an engineering mindset and you have very particular ideas. And yes, perhaps they're better ideas. But I you feel like to, he's he's maybe not as much in charge of like frontline uh, management as maybe people think. I think well, like I, I imagine there's not a lot of middle managers that are like real pressed to hit these numbers. Yeah, like that he's are pressing. not realistic and. Mm-hmm. It's a systems issue, like I said. Like, yeah. More than likely. Like, you'll get stories 100% um, in the news and the whatever talking about how Elon Musk sent uh, some employee who was doing something, right. a five-paragraph email talking yeah. about how he should do it. And, you know, sure, why not? He's a brilliant guy. Put it down. And, like, he like the thing I read about, like, the OSHA shit, basically, was he was touring the line. And for some reason, the line put down, was put down, or stopped. And for some safety reason, right? Mm-hmm. 
and he and he was like livid that it was stopped. Yeah, right. He he's he's got a timeline. He's got a watch or smartphone. I don't know what he uses. I think he uses a smartphone. He goes caseless like I do. Mm. Um, I go caseless now because it just fits into the pocket better. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit more daring. It gets a little excited. Thing about um, what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, <laughs> David brought it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That yeah, yeah, you kind of practice not dropping the phone, and then you're like expert at not doing that. Right, the rifleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you're in the military, you train. Like I always wondered about that. Mm-hmm. You, you, uh, a lot of these people they spin the rifles around a lot, right? Because that's not practical, obviously. <laughs> Why are you spinning around? And like, it totally makes sense now. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so you, when you fucking drop your rifle, you pick it the fuck back up. <laughs> <laughs> that is a practical notion. <laughs> Uh, so, but I haven't been twirling my phone. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, you're just, uh, playing, playing the fates. I'm just playing the fates. I'm just doing it for the excitement. It's not practical at all. But anyway, point being Elon, as the fourth member of Scott cast, we love you. We love the content you bring to the pod, but, and to be honest, I'm like all, all, all the media attention you get over the, 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 the marijuana cigarette. Mm-hmm. Over, um, over your relationship, all that shit, uh, where they call you unhinged and off the rails. Mm-hmm. It's totally bullshit. Yeah. But calling people pedos on Twitter, uh, not take, cool. Taking yeah, taking Ambien uh, because you can't get sleep, uh, all that kind of stuff. Like Ambien is a doctor thing, obviously. But at the same time, every time I hear somebody takes Ambien regularly, I took Ambien once. Holy shit. Well, I mean, with with all the... Uh, no, nah, never mind. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, where were you going to go, though? I was going to, like, psychoanalyze him, but I'm not going to do that, because I, I can't make a realistic uh, Wait, you assessment you, of you him. You haven't talked to the right. fellow. I'm not going to do that. All right. Where were you going to... What I'm saying, though, okay. is, like, if you're going to pick beef with somebody... Do it like Eminem. Just drop a drop an album. Drop, drop a, a whole album. Drop a big old loaf of beef. Drop a thought out piece. Yes. Right. Drop something where you where where you took the time to craft it and to own it and yep. to and to really say you know what this is. Dr. Dre said hell yeah here. Put it out now. <laughs> That's right. You know like don't don't let Dr. Dre not know what's happening. Let Dr. Dre know. Of course, he has a different Dr. Dre, (laughs) although that would be sweet. That would be sweet. I would love a Dr. Dre-produced Tesla. I would. That would be the most bitching thing. Like, get Elon Musk. Okay, we got Taika Waititi a fucking bitching idea. Let's get Elon Musk a bitching idea. Let's tie all these fuckers together. Let's do this. Like, Taika Waititi, you're going to make a movie about how Dr. Dre... Showed up at the Tesla factory and made his own model Tesla with his little Beats by Dre, obviously. But like, like the Tesla does all these fantastic things. Like mm-hmm. they, they got Teslas that dance. They got Teslas with ludicrous mode. What would Doctor Dre make a Tesla do? I want to know. I would love to know. I, I need to know. I am hundred percent down for knowing. So was I the last podcast I did where we changed up how the ending was? Was that with you? You, I need to be reminded. <laughs> uh, I think... What did we go for? We just went with bid do again? I think Dave suggested we change it up. And you tried it with me, but I still bid do. Okay. <laughs> well, Sabelle... If I'm remembering correctly, that right. could be wrong. Well, Sabelle gave 
uh, an idea for us. Yeah. Based off of, we were, she gave me these books on Hamtramck and the bars in Hamtramck, mm-hmm. which, by the way, uh, I've got, I can't wait to do a Hamtramck-based podcast where the whole thing's all about Hamtramck, because this town yeah. is fucking fascinating. It, yeah. Yeah, it's got so much history in it, and I'm not even going to get started with it, but point is... Speaking what? of movies, um, have you seen, I don't was it just called Detroit? The one yeah. that yeah, the uh, documentary. What's her name? Did it, down on Campo uh, about the riots. Oh wait, was it about the riots? I don't yeah. think I saw the one about the riots. Catherine, I saw, I saw, Catherine Bigelow. I saw the a debate. No, no debate. I saw a documentary called Detroit on Netflix. Okay, um, but I didn't see one about the riots because I had meant, meant to see that because I know it was shot in town, but I haven't. I have. I'm conflicted about Catherine Bigelow. Why? What's the conflict? I think most of her stuff is terrible. <laughs> oh, what did she do? I don't know. I'm not familiar um, with her She did work. like Zero Dark Thirty and uh, that one that won the Oscar about the bomb tech in Iraq that was like an army commercial at the end. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. So do you think she's influenced like, outside I feel like of what she's, she should be? Not necessarily by facts and She's stories. not a real good storyteller most of the time. Okay. She just picks like controversial subjects uh, yeah i mean she's been historical recently um but she did do one movie in the 80s that was a vampire movie that was pretty decent i was about to say vampire (laughs) movie so far so good vampire movie 80s uh it had bill paxton and bill pullman (laughs) who's the guy from Pumpkinhead? lance henriksen okay good cast solid cast good cast Vampire movie, 80s. Uh, I, How does she go to documentaries from a vampire movie with Bill Paxton? I mean, they're they're not documentaries. They're like uh, historical dramas. Oh, okay. okay. So, facts... Oh, it's a historical drama <clears throat> about the Detroit riots? Facts may not matter, yeah. Oh, that's a very careful topic. Yeah. To do, to, to, to I wanted to see it because it was filmed here, and I was interested. Mm-hmm. Um but I haven't yet, and it's it's probably two years old now. It's too late now. It's <laughs> a way of the cool. I'm shit. sure I could like get it on uh, Amazon Prime or some shit. You have a Taika Waititi backlog over here. Yeah, except for Thor Ragnarok, you don't need to see that. So I love I, you, Taika. Maybe, but like, <laughs> if you do the Jurassic World Park thing, yeah. But like, <laughs> uh, Thor Ragnarok, if, if you're not into the Marvel movies, there's no reason to see it. So that was total sidetrack. But why, why did I say that? Because you were talking about Hamtramck. I was talking about Hamtramck, how I love Hamtramck, how I love the town. And you and you said that there was this documentary about uh, Detroit, the, it was the riots. The, the, the 60s riots. But it was filmed in Hamtramck because we have the most historical buildings because Woodward's been basically redone. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Freaking Little Caesars <laughs> Arena and Little Skeezers. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so I'm still curious about that. If anyone has thoughts about that that film, let me know. I need to watch that. I'm I'm interested, but I I don't have high hopes. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like I like Detroit documentaries seem to for me to all miss the mark. Yeah, like I watched the Detroit documentary on Netflix with uh, Sabal, and generally Detroit documentaries are always the same thing it's it's about how uh how the place is sparse and how the place is yeah. and how and how the populace is struggling but still trying and stuff like yeah. that and that's totally not the story that's right. in my experience being in detroit being a detroiter 
uh, and and like seeing the development and seeing and interacting with the people here. Mm-hmm. First off, it, of all the cities I've lived in, Kyle, stop that bullshit. <laughs> of all the cities I've lived in, uh, Seattle, uh, Champaign, Illinois, uh, suburbs of Detroit. I think that's it. <laughs> um, Detroit and its immediate and the urban area, Hamtramck, Detroit, has people who are genuinely. God damn it! <laughs> has people that are genuinely like good, and generous, yes. and like and like I like. It's weird to say because it's like what? No other people were good. They're real. They're like genuine yeah. people. Yeah, it's, there's such an authenticity here, and it's not about being people who are struggling. There's no struggle. It's not a struggle for these people. These people are not living in a struggling way. Like nobody's. Well, this clearly struggles. I, yeah, that's that's obvious. But uh, but but that's not that's not the story of this town. It's not the no. lifeblood here. Right. Lifeblood here is people who are genuinely kind and not, and. and uh, innovative a lot of the time i like a lot of the time you'll see people like that you'll see people who are top of the field and they don't need to be recognized as such they they just yeah. care about their practice passionate people passionate people extremely passionate people people are attracted to detroit in the region not because it's not not for any other There's, reason besides like well, this freedom here yeah it's like there's not the pretentiousness there's I mean, not the yeah Sometimes there is, but oh yeah, I mean every place. Is but co- comparatively, we're uh, we we're don't give substance. we don't give a fuck what you think. We're gonna do what we love, and we're gonna do what we love. Yeah, we're gonna see what you do. That's gonna, why that's why Scottcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> Scottcast is a very Detroit podcast. <laughs> we we do what we love, and we're very critical. We're the most critical. We're of spending money to do this. We're spending money where we don't care that it's not a, a profit bearing. Uh, enterprise, but we do care that we get better, and we do care that and we and we don't care about the reaction to us getting better. We, we care about how we get better. That's right. You know, it's and that's a very common threat throughout Detroit. And all these documentaries always approach it like, oh, poor Detroit. Oh, look how bleak it is. Oh, look at all the open space. Oh, look at this abandoned building that no one's mm-hmm. at. Why don't you go to the fucking building people are at? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different story there. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's just totally annoying that, that, that the... And none of those ever really reach into the neighborhoods either. Like, there's a lot of grassroots shit going on. Yeah. That no one ever talks about. Yeah. Like, it's not all about just, like, the hipsters who get on the news. Right. You know, like, like everybody in Detroit's involved in something. At yeah. some level or another. Everyone in Detroit is is all a, is a, is about what they do and they're about building themselves up. And yeah, it's 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 and it's overlooked. It's overlooked for uh the fact that this town used to be uh, a manufacturing hub and now mm-hmm. it's not. You know, that's 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 literally what they focus on. It's yeah. that that very sure fun economically fundamental, but uh, it's not the actual story. It's just it's just the backdrop, right? They just like it's like going to a play and uh, like with Sir Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, and all all these cool freaking actors, and then like going like, wow, that that scenery kind of looks fake. It looks like they just hauled it in a few seconds before the scene when the curtain was down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not. It's not. It doesn't focus on like what's really happening here, right? 
you know? And like Eminem, perfect example of a Detroiter. Somebody who cares very much about his craft. Machine Gun Kelly, this 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 rapper guy, I don't know where he's from. I don't know anything about him, actually. Mm-hmm. But I have a diatribe about him. <laughs> Point is, like Eminem called Machine Gun Kelly out mm-hmm. on one of his songs. He called a lot of people out. Yeah, and Machine Gun Kelly was the guy who was like, you know what? I'm going to post a response right away and just show him who's what. And so he pulls to wrap up. You know, he's got a he's got a guy. He's in a junkyard. You know, he's got a guy kind of doing weird camera angles, watching mm-hmm. him rap, whatever. And whatever about the rap, like the biggest diss he got is Eminem. You stay at home with the dictionary. Well, that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like that's awesome. That's like what you want in a fucking lyricist. <laughs> anyway, but like what Eminem was pointing out to Machine Gun about Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. was and not in a not in a very direct way, but in a subtle way. Like his big mention of him was about how Machine Gun Kelly posted a tweet about uh, his daughter Haley. That's it. That's that's what that's kind of like what he said. And when you look mm-hmm. into what that was, is when his daughter was underage, mm. Machine Gun Kelly posted about how hot she was. Mm. So <laughs> this whole thing, I don't. I would never know who Machine Gun See, Kelly is. <laughs> at that point, Elon Musk, you can call that person a pedophile. <laughs> See, do you see how Eminem did it though, without using the word? Yeah, <laughs> he just talked around the subject, let people do their own, just two inches worth of research, <laughs> <laughs> and like now, like Machine Gun Kelly has hundreds of thousands of new hits, mm. and sure, it looks good on the YouTube stats. Yeah, but in reality, it's just that's just the count of people who now know him as a pedophile. <laughs> So, like, I don't care how great his rap was or whatever concern you have about that. Uh, he just drew attention to the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> he should have waited it out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like, in a few months posted a rap about how Eminem was cool. No one would have learned about the discs. And then it would have just been, hey, look at this new rapper. Let me check out his album. I'll buy his album. Yeah. You know, that's great for him. But, no, he fucked it up. dumbass we should be consultants uh, social media consultants we'd be great I mean I'm already a digital marketing consultant by trade and you know just throw in the social media aspect throw in that we'd be great like hey just don't have a twitter yeah (laughs) that'll be five thousand (laughs) dollars I know you can afford it Elon (laughs) I I bet you got that in your pocket right now That's pocket change, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just don't be on Twitter. Let me see your phone. <laughs> stomp, 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 stomp. You can get emails on your fucking laptop. Take a nap. <laughs> don't use drugs. And then uh, wake up in the morning and then yell at people. There you That's go. That's how people have been succeeding for years. You know, the entire automotive industry was invented by people who didn't have cell phones, who went to bed at night without a cell phone, woke up in the morning, and then yelled at people. That's right. That's not that hard. Yeah. It's not a big break. Wait for that. I mean, shit, they hardly had landline phones at that point. They didn't even have landline phones. They had to go to the factory to do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they couldn't do it by email. <laughs> You know, and, and like that's how the automotive industry 
an industry that's so successful, it literally broke the earth. <laughs> True. <laughs> True facts. So, like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> you don't need to be doing all this crazy micromanagement. Yeah. You know, let, let the smart people you hired be smart. And be smart during an eight-hour window. And that's enough. You know, I guarantee you, you'll be selling dance and Teslas all the time. Yeah. You know, you'll do it better, too, because you'll have rest. And you'll have relaxation. It's true. You know, like, in your mind, as somebody who understands uh, human physiology, we've we got a little bit of time left. But, like, in your mind, as someone who understands mental processes and mm-hmm. human beings, like, how important is relaxation, turn, switching off, critical overall productivity? Critical. critical. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things they pound into your head in grad school. If you're going to be working with people, you need to be conscious about self-care. Mm-hmm. Most of us are not real great at that. <laughs> right? I've only just been learning, and let me tell you the improvements in my fucking life since then. Like, I've been dropping the F-bombs a lot. I've been drinking whiskey. But <laughs> but I am having a great life, and mm-hmm. the entire reason I'm having a great life, my productivity is better, my ideas are better, I have more energy, I'm able to execute things, I have better ideas, is just because I I've, I've took the time and I took the investment into being like, Scott, you should enjoy yourself. Have an yeah. apartment with sun in it. Why the fuck are you working if your whole life is work? Like, there's that. Like, what's it for? I'm like, I understand your goal oriented and you want to achieve these yeah, goals. But, but you like, got to, it's for something. It's because you want to enjoy your life. And exactly. You, that's what you should prioritize. And if you're not into that, if you're not into prioritizing your own enjoyment over your life work, like, look at it as part of the equation. Yeah. In order to produce work good suffers work. when you are suffering. Exactly. And think about the last time you relaxed. The last time you went and uh and, and like just took some time off. And think about how every day since then you've been uh degrading in quality on a rapid scale and you never got it back up to your optimum efficiency. Think of how many unoptimized days that is. You know, like that's and that that alone should be reason to delete fucking Twitter. That's right. That alone. So anyway, you never thought about bridging Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, right? I did, <laughs> and you know what? In, in like seven years' time, we're gonna be banking on that shit. Seven years' time, we're gonna have so many Scott Cast T-shirts sold <laughs> with Jurassic World on it, totally licensed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're going to be rolling... Like, Goldblum's going to be knocking our door and be like, can I be on the podcast? <laughs> Goldblum, go away. <laughs> Goldblum, come on. You've had your time. <laughs> it's our time now. <laughs> and that's just because we take the time to, to relax, to, to rejuvenate. Yeah. We work hard when we work. That's important. And it's not about playing hard, that stupid work hard, play hard dynamic. Fuck you. It, 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 <laughs> you play how you want. And, and, and you and you work hard when you work, and, and, yeah. and you're great. Like Ian works very hard. He's very focused when he's with these with these children. He has amazing results. People keep trying to push uh, even more work onto him because of <laughs> how good he is. But you're like you respect the freaking dynamic. You respect what it takes. Yeah. When I leave work, that's that's it. That's right. And that's and that's the key. That's part of the key, right that's there. That's right. Exactly. So, like with that. I, I really do hope people enjoyed this Scott cast. I enjoyed it. I can't wait to hear the audio quality. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. It's like butter melting out of your earphones. Oh, so smooth. 
God, we pod smooth these days. And uh, so, like the the the. Oh fuck! Yep. You just ruined a book. Yeah, it was an old book. No one's gonna read it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's what a Nazi would say. Exactly. <laughs> I set it on fire. <laughs> um, but the the idea for ending the Scott cast was let's we we found a postcard in a Hamtramck book. Mm. That was like, hiya, suckers. <laughs> so we were thinking, see ya, suckers. Oh, I think I did the last one like that. Okay. Do you want to give it a shot? Like, uh, give it a shot of ending it that way? I don't way? know if that's my style. You're not very much see ya, suckers. So you're more bid the do. Like, you feel better about that. <sighs> we got to figure something out. Okay, so you're not 100% bid the do. You're just used to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. You can support the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast, by going to scottcast.us forward slash shop and purchasing yourself some amazing, beautiful, the, the best t-shirts, hats, mugs you'll ever get in your life. And you'll do so. You'll get we'll get a Scott Castigator membership, and it'll be great. And with that, how much, how much time do we have? Nine minutes. What do you got to say? I feel like uh, we want to keep it classy, but a bit of do is maybe too formal. Okay. I th- I wondered if like we could do a like an Irish an Irish goodbye. We do, we don't even we don't even say like, goodbye. We just like stop a, the podcast. A drinking uh, toast. Okay, what's a, what's a good drinking toast? I'm trying to remember. I know some good ones. It's like, here's to drinking, fighting, and stealing. Oh, I think I saw that on the internet. Drinking with your friends, fighting for what you believe, and stealing a lady's heart. That's right. Something along those lines. Here's to all that. <laughs> <laughs> we could say it more eloquently if we were uh, prepared. Yeah. We, the timer's on right now. Here's to <laughs> fighting, drinking, and stealing. No. Fighting is drinking last. Uh, no, stealing's last because you steal a woman's heart. Okay, that's last. If you may, f- if you fight, maybe you fight for what you believe. If you steal, may you steal a lady's heart. No, that's last. Yes. If you drink, may you drink with us. Oh, right. Like if you fight, fight for what you believe. If you drink, I hope you drink with me. And if you steal, I hope you steal a woman's heart. There you go. See ya, suckers. Oh, <laughs>